ICA Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, Osseo Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. Welcome to Bear Bow Hunter Podcast with your host, Nate Bailey, where we look to the ancient paths of our hunting ancestors to guide our future, where woodsmanship and hard work outweigh advanced shooting devices, where we value those who have gone before us and welcome those who are yet to come. Join us as we exchange valuable insight about the Bear Bow Hunter's lifestyle. Before we jump into this next podcast, let's talk a little bit about Barebow Hunters. Barebow Hunters was a conception of mine to bring traditional bow hunting into the digital world. Um, I know the value of traditional bow hunting, and I, I want to pass that on to other hunters and to other archers that want to get into bow hunting. And the way that we did this was through a Facebook group, through um, this podcast, through our YouTube channel, and through all of our social media outlets. But one of the things that we really wanted to do was create products that you can have that would promote traditional bow hunting, to represent traditional bow hunting to those around you. And uh, some of those products are like hats and shirts and mugs and beer glasses and all these products that... Um, would start a conversation that might get you guys to be able to talk at, you know, like your family gatherings or your barbecues or, you know, just even at a, at a trade show or something like that. Something that like when somebody comes to your house and sees that you're drinking out of a Barebow Hunter coffee mug and it's, it says Barebow Hunter close on it and it shows, you know, a hunter stocking an elk on a coffee mug. Those are conversation starters. And um, it, you know, it might turn that conversation into you bringing your bow out, showing it to him and people just getting the interest up. That's what we're after. We're trying to bring traditional bow hunting to the forefront, um, just to show how important it is. And, and, you know, it's something that's been around for thousands of years and we want to promote that. So that is what we've done. If you want to check out our, uh, goods, just go to barebowhunter.com. Uh, that's barebowhunters.com, and then uh, just go to the store, and you'll see all sorts of products that we are trying to promote traditional bow hunting. Representing it, really, is what we're trying to do. We're trying to represent traditional bow hunting. So go there, check it out. There's going to be new products almost every week, I guarantee you, there'll be new products there. We're coming up with so many different designs, and we want to re represent you guys. All right, well, let's get into our next podcast. You're going to love this one. Welcome to the next edition of Barebow Hunters Podcast. And today we have with us uh, Shane, is it Mallory? Is that how I it say your Mallory. last name? Yeah. Man, yeah, I butcher these so bad most of the time. But, <laughs> Shane, tell us who you are. Uh, well, where do you want to start? We can uh, start by, you know, um, uh, with the Bone Maniacs. have been the host of that. We're going into season seven now. Uh, where can we find that? that 
Shane? What's what's that? Where can we find that? So you can find it on Carbon TV. That's where I uh, do all my exclusive uh, shows over on Carbon TV on the digital platform. Um, and then we usually have up on our teasers, trailers, and things like that up on, uh, you know, Instagram and um, any of the social media platforms as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So I, that's how I kind of, well, we got started talking about uh, Hoffman boots because I know you love your Hoffman boots too. But, yeah. Yeah. But I Heck saw it. you with that bison and your, and your recurve bow, and I was like, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah. well yeah i mean uh it's uh it's been quite of a quite a journey you know making it all work you know like we like we had talked about there a little bit and before you know just having the the taxidermy and pro archery pro shop which you know we sell everything here um within my partner's realm of of uh, sponsors and things like that i try to um keep everything as a forefront uh with those guys here in the shop you know, whether it's traditional archery, yeah, crossbows or compound, you know, we have those. And and then uh, doing the, the guiding, guiding and the outfitting as well. So, you know, like I was saying, it takes uh, takes all three to make this uh, maniac family get with it, you know. So that's uh, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what I do, you know. Um, so it's a... Uh, just your Instagram alone looks like you stay busy enough just getting animals. Yeah, I kill things, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. So you got one of my one of the things that I really want to do before I pass off this earth is get a bison with my uh, with my bow, and I know it's probably going to be something that I'll have to pay for, you know. But uh, does it? Is there something? There's got to be something really cool about walking up on a bison with an arrow stuck in it. You got to kind of go back in time, I think, when you do that. Yeah. So if you want, we can. I mean, I don't know if, what you want to jump into first, but uh, I mean that that whole story with the bison. Um, you know, it it, it 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 can we can touch base with that. The the whole story hasn't came out yet. Oh, okay. Um, you know, with, with that and the the program, I know Rick is working on that gotcha. and the article. We're trying to get it into there because I mean, uh, I've been I've been kind of uh, <laughs> well, how do I want to say it? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Nope, I do hear you. Want to start off with that first, or do you want to? No, no. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, no. If it's if it's still in the works, we probably don't even need to touch it. Just everybody go over to Bone Maniacs, go to their Instagram right now and check it out because it's really cool. And then wait for the article article and the so is it all on film then? Yeah, it is all on film. Um you know, we can we can we can touch base with what I've already shared with, with some of the other podcasts we talked about because it's it's been uh, just a little over a year <laughs> that I've that I took this bison uh over on the uh, uh the Cinnaboyne and the Gravant tribe uh over in, in Montana. Oh um you know, so this was this was a legit Yeah, that's uh, legit. Yeah, right on the res. Uh, I killed the bison as a crow flies um, less than a mile where Chief Joseph surrendered. Oh man! So um, it's got a lot of history. This was a lot of uh, this was this was something that was that I mean it's going to be a momentum memento for me that probably nobody yeah. else on this earth is ever going to accomplish. Um, 
and I'll probably never get the notoriety of it because we fight tooth and nail with Pope and Young over this. So, oh, gotcha. Because it is the new world record. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, I just haven't raised enough hell yet. You know? Okay, gotcha. Well, it's, I don't, uh, I don't want you to give away anything here. Okay, uh, we we could come watch this, and and I really want to look at it. Um, but I at the same time, I know that that's how you make your living too. So I don't want I I want to, well, I, I don't want to uh, take away from anything that you guys are doing with with the podcast here. No, I don't think it's that, and I I think I think the more the merrier, the more voice the stronger we are and that's what uh really needs to be embedded with with uh with real hunters that's actually um that makes this whole whole thing uh in our dna work Um, right i i don't associate myself with the dog and pony shows and just for that reason you know it's for the wrong reasons uh politics are in everything we do anymore and i forbid i forbid to be in it and right just, you know i it may be uh i may be capping myself off by saying those type of things and being that type of way but uh, i'm not gonna <laughs> sell my soul to the devil yep you know, I, so. yep yeah yeah you sound like a typical idahonian is that is that how you say people from idaho uh, Hohen, yes idaho yep. <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> we <laughs> You're not going to take away from what's ours. That's what that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, we I uh, spring bear hunted with a rifle last year, and then I fall bear hunted with a rifle, mm-hmm. and got my antelope with a rifle. And yeah. people know me as the bear bow hunter. And you know how many people were upset with that? And I'm thinking, man, I saw one pronghorn antelope in like a ten day season. One pronghorn antelope. And I could not get within a hundred yards of that thing. How in the world am I going to get a, a tag that I've been sitting on for fourteen years? How? <laughs> so they don't even know. People just don't even know. And I, I get it, man. I really get it. Um, I do prefer to hunt with my trad stuff. I really do. And I, I try to get my seasons, you know, around the tra- traditional bow or or even the muzzleloader. That's I'm going to do more with my muzzleloader too. But it's funny yeah. how that works out, you know, and and I and I am a big proponent of some technology out of the archery world just because of some of our seasons over eastern Oregon are getting harder and harder because a lot of people are getting into it. I think I, sure, I sure. you know, we got we got to look at that stuff, but at the same time um man, <laughs> we're hunters. This is not that big of a deal, guys. We should be enjoying what we're doing. Oh, 100%. 100 percent, and that's the that's the thing that um i get back to saying all the time is it's hunting it's not hollywood yeah you know yeah yeah um you know but i mean i don't know uh being in the industry as long as i have i think campbell cambers made made uh (laughs) made all that stuff a reality for where every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks they're going to come in and make a fortune in the hunting industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were talking before camera, we were talking a little bit about why we started Barebow Hunter. And um, I know a lot of people, a lot of older guys that, uh, and, and everybody, you know, and that was kind of a big deal in the traditional bow hunting. Everybody was trying to say, well, the, all the older guys are washed up and this and that. And I wanted to bring a lot of their knowledge and their, you know, 
there's guys in there that have forgot. Um, half, half of what they forgot is more than I'll ever know. And mm-hmm. and I, I just wanted them to have a voice in what was going on just because I, I saw something going on in the hunting world, and especially traditional bow hunting, to where, uh, man, they're, they're, people were talking <laughs> down people, you know? It was crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that movement is coming back, you know, within the traditional side some of them are doing it for the wrong reasons yeah there's a lot of us that is doing it for the right yep. reasons yeah and a lot of um, younger guys coming in for the right reasons too i don't want to you know well absolutely yeah there's some absolutely. great young guys coming into this oh yeah for sure for sure and i mean that's that's where i grew up i mean i grew up shooting you know a bear cub i still have it it's been in my nice. family for four generations you know so uh um was given to me and my granddad my dad used it uh my uncle i have killed my first deer with it and now my son has you know that's what i taught him with it with nice too now now he has his own you know bear mag 48 you know right, that right. So, uh, <clears throat> you know that's uh you're partnered with bear archery aren't you i am yes i am i am partnered with bear archery um i have been i got away from him for a you know, that's what I started off with was right. bear archery <clears throat> and, uh, um, got away, started shooting. Everybody shot the Matthews, right? That's the yeah. hottest thing. Yeah. You know, back in the mid nineties, I <clears throat> actually heard nineties. I think 1992 was my first solo cam. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, I tried that out and I think, uh, I think it was actually the 3d hunter is actually what it was called. <laughs> I probably still got that bow laying around or somewhere, but, um, yeah, and then uh, shot a dabble with a couple of other ones, and then uh, three years ago, um, opportunity arised uh, to get with Bear Archery, and that's that's probably where I'll I'll end uh, this journey with those guys. Yeah, yeah, their traditional world. You know, when they brought back the Kodiak, everybody was just crazy, crazy about it, and I mm-hmm. I I shot a uh, Super Kodiak for years. And yeah, um, I, I have a bear cub that was my grandfather's and shoot. It's, it's been, it shot a lot of geese. He used to shoot more geese than anything with it uh, out of there, down at the firing line in two Lake. So it's, That's awesome. yeah, those guys back in the day. So he was born, uh, this is kind of a side note and you'll find that out when you start talking to me, we go off on tangents everywhere. <laughs> it's just hey there's nothing wrong with that uh, it's just us rural people that's how we do things yeah anyhow um uh, now i forgot where i was going but in anyhow he he uh was born in 1899 which is kind of funny but my dad was 55 when uh or he was 55 when my dad was born so he's no been around kidding. the archery world for a long time yeah my that's kind of how we got into it. Is my <laughs> I go up and visit my grandfather, and he gave us bows with uh, blunts on them, and then he tell us don't shoot the the blue jays. Grandma likes the blue jays, but everything else is pretty much <laughs> legal to shoot at. We never did get anything. We never did. You know, these arrows were probably eight hundred grain arrows out of a twenty five pound bow that he built. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's too funny and then that is too funny and then in high school we we built a a bunch of tree stands in high school and uh i i didn't have enough money to afford a a compound so i you know went down to the pawn shop and 
found a, a bow that I could shoot and we had these tree stands and we'd shoot jackrabbits out of the tree stands. So that's really how I got into it. And once I did get a compound bow, I got a Browning micro timber something or other back in like 86. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought I was the coolest thing in the world having this bow. And we got, got into elk hunting. We were elk hunting back then. You just go buy a tag. And, uh, right, right. And, we got into so many elk and it was just so awesome. It was so much fun. It, 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 if I tell people this now, like I tell my sons now how it was and they don't believe me really, but, uh, it, we, well, I pulled up on a bull the first time I, I pulled up on a bull and my bow had been bounced around the back and we had those old pins. Remember the old brass pins? <laughs> oh yeah. I still got a few of those plate pins. <laughs> <laughs> it, anyhow, I pulled up on, I pulled up on this, uh, cow that came through we could shoot cows back then and and my pins just go ting 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 and they all just drop to the bottom and i'm thinking you know what if i had my recurve right now i could kill these things i was shooting jackrabbits at 30 yards no problem and uh so i went back to the recurve and i haven't changed since and that was 90s but pretty fun stuff no. yep yep so well, um, ah, man, tangents. I'm sorry about that. I we get off on those every so often. <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, how about your traditional journey? Uh, we we found out that you you know you start out with a bear. Um, what are you shooting now? Uh, I shoot um, the the SK. Uh, that's that's my favorite favorite one. Is shooting the. Um, the Super Kodiak. Uh, I have been dabbling with a few of the other ones. Um, that's uh, um, out there, like the Grizzly. We got a couple of uh, uh, a 90th uh, anniversary deals that's coming oh, yeah. out. Uh, working on those, uh, and I got a a Kodiak here that I'm that I'm really starting to really like. You know, so um, it's a it's definitely one of those that I think it's a, it's a bow that'll grow on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but <clears throat> by, by far and large, the, uh, the super Kodiak, that's the one that's most comfortable. Yeah. The grips and everything on it, you know, just as a, uh, a bow that's, that's, you know, just ran off the mill and something that's been around forever. Um, that one feels the best. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, I mean, mess around with the takedowns a little bit, but I like I like the wood. You know, I just like yeah, the wood. yeah. It's what what feels the best for me and and shoots the best. So, for me anyway. So. Yeah. So and you've been shooting a long time with with your trad stuff, right? I have. I mean, I I I've been well. You know, like I said, I grew up shooting that uh, what's nineteen fifty six bear cub, <laughs> right? Um, you know, so that's what I had. You know, that's what it. You know, it was just a hand-me-down, you know, and it's, I'm looking at it right now on the wall. So, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I hear all the time, it's like, well, you shoot trad or I can't focus on just shooting trad and compound. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's fine for me. I don't, I don't have a preference on, um, on what I use, right? You know, whether it's a compound or a trad, um, usually you know if it's if it's something that i'm hunting uh 
it's more like, okay, well, how's this animal telling me it needs to die? You know, if I feel like I can get it, I can get within striking distance of, of the wood bill, then, then I'll take it. Right. If not, then, you know, um, if I'm blind hunting pronghorn, yeah, I'll, I'll use the stick. But if I know I'm going to be spotting stock, then I want to know if I can need to shoot a hundred <laughs> yards, I'm going to shoot a hundred yards, you know? So, it's one right. so, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you, you shoot that far. I'm like, yeah, I mean, a hundred yards out West really isn't anything, you know, it's really not, it's kind of like a 20 yard Eastern shot, you know? So, I mean, it's kind of, kind of how I look at it yeah yeah um what one of the things is we have a lot of guys that are shooting compounds and and i mean just <laughs> local guys even around me they're they're really successful with their compounds and they have a hard time putting it down they they have a trad bow they shoot their trad bow probably more than they shoot their compound bow but they won't switch over to hunt with it and uh it's that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here is to kind of get those guys to, you know, get a little bit of confidence switching back and forth between them. And you can, you know, humans are, or we are pretty cool creatures. We can do a lot of different things and, you know, they think that one's going to mess up the other and that's not really the case. Is it? I don't think so. No, I really don't. I don't either. I think you just have to compartmentalize what you're doing at the time. But um, that's something that we have. I mean, I'm telling you, probably, oh, 75, 80% of the guys that contact me, that's what they're talking about. They're like, man, I just want to get my, I want to get good enough to get my trad bow out this year. You know, I, I and then come season, they're like, ah, it's another year. I, I'm just, I, I'm going to take my, I'm going to take the compound out, which it's not a problem at all. I'm just saying that if you really want to try that trad bow, try it. It's not, it's, you know, shooting a, at 30 yards and having a 10, uh, a 10 inch group. It's not a bad thing. You're You're going to still kill animals at that range. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of, folks just overthink things too you know um the only thing that i kind of disagree with some of the guys that you know they get on the bandwagon of of uh shooting trad um but i'm not here to judge or, or whatever it's just my personal opinion yeah yeah uh they get they want to shoot trad because oh man that's the end thing right you know, uh so it was Reebok sneakers back in the nineties, you know, high tops, right. you know, so uh, I didn't own a pair, you know, but that was the end thing, you know, so um, right. it, it's, uh, it's being able to be comfortable in your own shoes. Um, you know, I, I have some people's like, yeah, I've been practicing all summer. I'm going to come out and bear hunt with you. And they come out and, um, you know, they, uh, <laughs> doesn't go the way you want it to. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they wound a couple of animals yeah. and, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I, I get it. You have to start somewhere. Right. You know, uh, go practice on, like you just said, go practice on rabbits, man. Yep. Go, go practice on things, uh, um, that, that you need to build your confidence on because, you know, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not like shooting a compound, you know, it's really not. Um, 
and it and it can go. I mean, even it can go wrong for even the the most seasoned guy too. You know, but, yeah. Um, I have a I just have a hard time with guys that's never killed anything with a with a trad bow want to come out and hunt, right? And you know, use a big game animal as a um, as a, as a as a starting point. Um, you know, it's it's kind of tough. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's it's tough to kind of like. Well, what do you tell them, or should you say no, or nah? You draw blood, you're done. You know, yeah. it's just you know, come some of those type of things. You know, but at the same time, it's like uh, you got to keep in your back and your mind. It's like, yeah, every everybody has to start somewhere. You yeah. know, so it's um, it, it's it's tough. It's tough to to be the uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> the regulator. <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good word <laughs> yeah. i know what you mean though you know i i have i have a lot of new hunters that come out turkey hunting you know i guide turkey hunters and and it's the same thing um i've had guys actually <laughs> lock up when they have you know we sit in a blind a lot of times and you'll like get birds drumming behind you and you know and, and the build of the turkey hunt is that's why i like turkey hunting is it's kind of like an elk hunt it, it builds you know everything builds to the shot and uh and i've had guys actually lock up with shotguns and miss with shotguns like at 30 yards you know or at 25 yards and um trad bows it, it's the same thing it, you gotta be confident and the only way to build that and i, I tell everybody too we've actually made videos about that is go shoot a bunch of stumps and shoot a bunch of squirrels and shoot a bunch of jackrabbits and, you know, um, grouse. Trad bows are great grouse, but but go out there and shoot that thing at, you know, turkeys. If you can kill a turkey with a trad bow, you're going to kill an elk. <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly how I feel about it, too. You know, because, I mean, I love turkey hunting. I, I look at it as... Um, it's just a it's just a small version of an elk you know so um and it's fun you know yeah. it, it's super fun um i think shooting tur- turkeys with uh with a bow is anticlimactic but it's still fun you know <laughs> yeah right like shooting them in the face with a shotgun but right it's still the uh um you know because i mean honestly i've i've killed as many with a bow as i've wounded or you know this flew off yeah. you know uh because it's just I mean, it's tough. You it, know, it really is. You know, well, it's not tough. I mean, it may be a, I should re- rephrase that. It's not tough to wound. kill them. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the, what's, yeah. what's happened is, and what I've learned, and this is this is something I've learned over the years of shooting turkeys with a bow, um, because I, first I would always try to, like, hey, man, let's try to blow those vitals out. And you know it was a solid shot, but they would fly off. You know, so, and you, you I mean, it's tough. If they fall off from one canyon to another, they could be underneath brush. I mean, it's virtually impossible to try to find them. You know, I mean, they may be expired, but same sense is like, oh, yeah. where the crap they go? Yep. I've learned over the years, I just shoot them right above the drumstick, you know, because turkeys need that initial boost, the jump yeah. to get into the air. Yeah. I take them out right there, in the, and it's a deadly shot. I mean, they're dead in seconds. They really are. Um and they just bleed out They're all those arteries that's right there and if you take those out i've and that's where i've taught my son when he shot his first target with a bow is like that's where you need to shoot it right <laughs> and it took him a few times because he kept missing you know yeah. <laughs> but, but when he did i was like see that's where you need to shoot them <laughs> and I, we would play old videos like where i would shoot some like where you would 
like, geez, that was right through the pump station or, you know, the small pump station. Right. You know, but, uh, uh, but they would fly off. Um, you know, so, uh, I've learned that that was, uh, that's the most deadly shot that I found on a turkey, you know, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. We, uh, one of the things that we've switched to, too, that's helped us a ton is we've gone to the expandables. And mm-hmm. a lot of times with the bows that I'm shooting at turkeys, you know, and, and we get the biggest expandable we could get, which is like, I don't know, two and a half inches or something like that. But um, hopefully it'll slow it down enough. It keeps that arrow in the turkey, too, because, man, I tell you, they are hard. They're hard to kill. Yeah, they really are. They really are. You know, and it's and it's mainly just uh, mainly just finding them. <laughs> you know, right. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and they could, they, when they get down and get in a, like a little hole, you could walk right across them and they're, they <clears throat> lay flat almost. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. And I, you know, and I've seen that with shotguns too, a, a bad hit on a shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. The first turkey that I ever killed with a bow took five arrows. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it was quite the story. I, I shot it in a guy's barnyard. And it ended up fl- flying up on his deck. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was not That's pretty. Awesome. And his wife didn't even know that we were there. And that turkey was walking across their deck with an arrow through its through its uh, drumstick. So it, it's, it was, oh, no yeah, it was a pretty rough, that was a pretty rough turkey. But uh, since then, you know, turkey hunting, shoot, here in Oregon where I live, oh, man, there are so many turkeys. It's It's a really fun state to turkey hunt in. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, I think anywhere up here in the PN, I mean, turkeys thrive, you know, they really do. Yeah. Um, not all over, you know, here, here in Idaho, over in, uh, Eastern Washington, Eastern Oregon, like, they're just, they're really plentiful, you know, and, you know, what's, what's crazy is, 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 uh, most Western guys don't, don't hunt them. <laughs> you know, they really don't, you know. Uh, I have a ton of Eastern and East Coast guys that come out and, yeah. and hunt with me on these turkeys. Um, yeah. I think they're super fun. You know, they, they really are. Uh, yeah, most of the guys I get, when, they, when they're coming out, they're, they're trying to kill a turkey in every state. So I'm getting guys from, like, Florida and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they want to do their slam or whatever, you know. Um, it's a... Uh, um, you know right right all yeah. those type of things you know it's like i gotta kill one in each in each uh, uh state you know and yeah. I'm like, yeah yeah hey man if you got the money yeah we can get it we can yeah. make it happen <laughs> yeah you know and we shoot them a lot of times you know when i'm guiding we're shooting them out of a blind and stuff but they are super fun to hunt from the ground and mm-hmm. you know especially with the trad boat it is if if you can if you can figure out how to hunt a turkey from the ground with your trad bow, um, you're you're probably pretty going to be pretty set for an elk because that oh absolutely yeah I mean that elk, <laughs> I think elk are easier to get within the range honestly and and then to not get busted when you're drawing on a turkey is that is the hardest thing. Well, yeah, because I mean, with an elk, you you can you can allow some movement, you know. Right. They, they'll, they'll allow you to move a little bit. Right. You know, um, that's where that's what gets them in trouble. Yeah. Uh, turkey, absolutely not. Right. You know, um, you know they're just, uh, well, you know they're 
they're worried about a bobcat or a coyote pouncing on them. Yeah. So it's they see anything out of you know out of the way. It's it's yeah. It's like Roadrunner puts in five gears. You know. Right. <laughs> like I tell everybody, they're not necessarily smart because you know I think they're some of the dumbest turkeys are some of the dumbest things that I've hunted, but oh, they are psychotic. Yeah. That's I think that's the big thing about them is they are so they're schizophrenic or I what would you call them? They they are so afraid of everything around them that mm-hmm. man they just don't give you the time of day. Well, that's right, man. I think it's just because of predation. You know, they're always on the lookout of of something. You right. Know? Something's always trying to attack them. You know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that's where they feel the safest. You know, most of the time you see them out in the open fields. You know, um, it's uh, they're out there because they they got good eyesight. You yeah. Know? So it's but it's uh, it's the same way with with every animal. You know, I always say if uh, if you figure out what what makes them tick and why they do it, then that's going to set you up for success on how to kill it. Yeah. You know? So that's half the uh, reason we do it. I think. I think we. Oh yeah, it's we're... pretty challenging, man. It's a uh, it's super challenging. Well, um, and I think just the naturalism of it, figuring something out and, and knowing a little bit more of the world that you're in, I, you know, um, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So um, yeah. if a person, being that you see, I, man, I have, I've shot a few compounds. My sons were hunting with compounds for a while. Um. But, I, you know, I really don't know the ins and outs, and they really don't appeal to me to the point, bec- just because I, I'm a real simple person, and I, mm-hmm. I just don't want to deal with having to tune one, basically. But um, I, I actually, I have helped my kids tune them. But at the same time, um, you shooting both and then switching back and forth quite often, um, what would you give, what kind of advice would you give a guy that's, wanting to come into traditional bow hunting that's shooting his compound what what's the best advice you could give him you know i get this question a lot um you know because most folks think wow man i've shot compound my entire life uh i can only focus on one or the other and i i I don't know for me i mean i'm different than than whatever you know it's kind of goofy i mean I'm left-handed and I shoot right-handed, but I can shoot left-handed if I need to, you know? So it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mess, but it's, a uh, um, guys overthink it, Nate. Uh, yeah. they overthink it way too much. Um, like, I'll, let's say this, I've worked with a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, IBO shooters, indoor shooters, and man, they are their own worst critics because they're constantly fidgeting with something, you know, it's like, uh, they they try to engineer their own way. Yeah, you know, I, that's how I how I look at it. It's like, man, it's just not good enough. <clears throat> you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm shooting two ninety eight, and I'm consistently shooting two. Well, that's all the good you are. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, that bow will shoot a perfect score. You just can't. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's the, uh, I mean, because of the technology and the things that we have out there. Right. Um, like I don't know, I, and I I'm not saying this i'll just say that this way because i'm not going to put a name any of the top tier shooters that's winning the titles and i'm not going to name any of them because um 
that's you know i don't want to segregate any of them out but any of the top three guys that are shooting matthews uh hoyt or Botech, i don't care what you put in their hands they're going to shoot it right i mean that's right you know that's that's how i look at it and so um uh with anything it just takes practice you know if um everything that you do with a compound you don't do with a recurve because i mean you you, you know this too, and you probably attest to it, is uh, it's a lot simpler. Um, simpler in your motions. I mean, you still got to go through your 11 cycles of, of shooting steps, but it's still the same of, of you know, you're not having to worry about, <clears throat> you know, getting your anchor point, your nose or your eyes, and, and looking through the peep, and then putting it on your, tar- your sight uh, pen target, things like that, you know. Um, it, it, it's much less easier you know whether if somebody's uh shooting directly or indirectly with with a recurve um there's there's several different techniques and and i think what folks need to realize is is which one works for them and you got to try them all you know you really do to see which see if you're even going to be able to hit the target you know um and finding out where you know your uh your point on is I think that's the first and foremost thing you need to figure out before you start um, trying to shoot yardage with a, with a recurve. And that's what I always, that's what I taught my son and everybody else at the 3d uh, archery. I teach that uh, 3d archery for the kids. And it's like, we got to find out where your point on is first. And that point on is going to change as you grow. Right. So, um, but finding that and then, and then, uh, um, just, um, practice from there on you know um and finding that consistency of anchoring that's uh that's where that's where it is you know um and i think that's where a lot of folks you know they want to tinker with the bow to try to get get that extra couple 30 x's and you know i'm like well you're not doing the same thing 30 times in a row (laughs) right you're you're off a little bit on three or four of those shots right you know, i mean um i can't do it you know what i mean i mean i'm, I'm past my prime on shooting spot <laughs> you right. know what i mean <laughs> yeah you know i've never been one of the guys that's that's tried to shoot x's either um probably should have been uh you know and i, I probably to a fault I, I go the other direction you know <laughs> i mean i'll have to draw on a turkey if i have to you know be under a stump or something to try to kill it you know what I mean? So it, it it's a it's always been about hunting to me. It's not ever really been about the archery part of it. But I have friends that it's about the archery part of it for them and, and hunting. And those guys, man, some of those guys are really, really good, especially the guys that are shooting point on and stuff. I shoot purely instinctive. I shoot old school uh, Fred Ashby way or uh, um, uh, uh, shoot. I lost the name now, but. I shoot the I shoot the old way of uh, trying to you know burn a hole in the target, make sure my form's right, and let the let the brain take over. And you know it's the same thing as a basketball or throwing a pitch or anything else. And um, I'm telling you, we humans are a whole lot better at this than we allow ourselves to be. And I've seen so many people screw themselves up. Um, trying to be so precise in what they do rather than allowing the subconscious to help some of that and you know and and there's you know the popular movement right now is 
um, a lot of methods that people are putting out there. And, and those methods are good, and I think they're good for certain people, but for some people I think it will really screw them up. I see some people when they go through their methods um, get start getting target panic. And, I, and uh, man, I've seen people just really mess up over target panic because – they do everything that they think that they're supposed to do right, and it's still their arrows off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I've never had target panic. I, I, I mean, haven't I, either. I think target panic happens when people start overthinking things. Yep, I do too. Be- because they're they're in that train of mode. Like, hey, I'm trying to shoot this 300. Well, you can't. Okay, so. Um, you can't shoot that perfect store and you're not right. going to be able to shoot that perfect store until you stop worrying about it. Right. Um, that's, that's target panic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to say it other than that. And I mean, I, I've never been cautious if I hurt people's feelings, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Um, and it's, it, and then that's the, that's the way I see things is like, you know, let's, let's, let's fix one problem before we create four. Um, and that's what they're doing is they're creating four instead of fixing one, <laughs> you know, all those problems can be eliminated if you just stop worrying about yeah. what you're trying to shoot. Move, you know? move closer to the um, target again and start shooting. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, well, yeah, there you go. Now your confidence is backward. You just, yep. you, you just, you got a 330. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you know what I mean is, you know, and, and then start concentrating on doing everything the same every time and quit trying to shoot at 40 yards and keep a group of three inches you're you're going to start getting to where you're you're going to start getting to where you won't even be able to shoot anymore that that's Mm -hmm. what i see a lot of um and don't get me wrong there's a lot of guys out there i guarantee you right now at 40 yards are going to way out shoot me half of it's because of the bows i shoot and the arrows i shoot i shoot a 650 grain arrow at 40 yards mm-hmm. you try to compensate for a 650 grain arrow out of a 26 inch drawn 60 pound bow mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, well, the yeah, arc I is mean, like a... feet <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's a <laughs> yeah it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't shoot that heavy. <laughs> yeah, well, and I do, um, just because most of my shots are, you know, twenty five foot and under, or twenty five yards and under. Sure, and sure. So it's not gonna, it's not gonna really affect me out to twenty five yards. But you start getting to thirty, thirty five yards, and that sucker is dropping. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Wow, yeah. I mean, usually, you know, my comfort comfort zone with with my trad is uh you know 30 yards and under but you know i've tried an elk at at 40 yards you know um it's a big enough target you know i've i've missed a lot but i've also i've killed a couple you know you know uh the bison that was a that was a 49 yard shot but you know i was shooting at a freaking you know it was the size of a building you know thing was 2400 pounds yeah, you're you know, talking so, uh, 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 vitals of two feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it, it was. You know, I mean, it was. Um, but <clears throat> it, it, you know, if you're off subject a little bit, but you know, if you're belly crawling for hours in the plains, <laughs> that's about as close uh, as you'll get. You know, they're they're definitely. Um, it's it's not a domesticated animal. I, I've seen them in 
at the uh, at the Roosevelt, um, at, you know, North Plains and uh, Arizona, right, right. And, and, you know, the book cliffs. Yeah, this this isn't the same. Right, you know, Gardner in Montana. Yeah, uh, they're pets. Those are pets. These, yeah. these animals on the res. That's actually, I mean, these these guys hunt them. Yeah, you know? yep. um, they're hunted. They they know. <laughs> I mean, you see them three miles away and they see a vehicle <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, we got to roll. Yeah. You we're know? out of here. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was a brutal hunt. Um, you, then you put a, put a stick bow, um, in your hand yeah. and then you're, you're really handicapping yeah. yourself, but it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, actually the, the last guy to hunt with them through, uh, any type of, a. Uh, in the industry, it was uh, was Ted Nugent. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I won't get into the story about all that, but because, because uh, they 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 had some really good stories to share with, when he came out and hunted with them. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining talking to the elders over there on that. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, that would be the way I'd want to do it. I I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to, but. Boy, I'd love to. That one and um, moose up in Alaska is another one. That's that's another thing mm-hmm. that I really want to do. You know. Yeah, I, uh, I I had a lot of plans pre-COVID to to get things done that I wanted to chip off of. Right. Off of the twenty nine, um, you know, and without having to pay for it, you know, earn, I earned my tag and yeah, yeah, um, you know, the guys that's that's accomplished that had way deeper wallets than I have, you know? So the, the average working class guy is, uh, it's hard to, it's hard for them to get that, to get that, uh, in a lifetime of, yeah. of drawing those tags, especially now we got so much point creep, you know, I think people say, if we touch base about that, people say, yeah, the hunting industry is a lot more hunters now. Um, it's a lot harder to get tags now, you know? So, uh, yeah, it, it's really tough. Yeah, I think guys are getting smarter getting tags is a lot of it. There's, you know, we with the advent of social media and the apps that you have, guys are able to look at it, whereas before they would just go grab a general tag and go hunting, and guys are starting to go, you know what? Like, you know, you look at, like, the Hunting Fool app and, and Go Hunt and those things, and guys are figuring out how to put in for these tags. <laughs> And and another yeah. thing here in Oregon, uh, and I could speak to this because I've been bow hunting Oregon since you know, shooting the '80s. Here in Oregon, I think one of the big things that's getting us um, is quite honestly, one everybody wants to do it because it's on YouTube. Two, and I'm I'm guilty of that. But and two, um, we are getting really good at killing elk with our bows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so and and as as things go further the bows keep getting better um range finders keep getting better and so a guy that put six months into it before well not even guys aren't even doing that but we'll say a guy that's responsible would be putting six months into it you know just getting into hunting putting six months into it has a very good chance of going out and killing a, a bull now when i was a kid when you were getting into this man oh man that was not the case with archery yeah 
Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot more, there's a lot more technologists. I mean, regardless, the, the way I look at things, uh, just coming off of what you were saying, um, there's hunters and then there's killers, you know, yeah. and the guys that are out there killing every year or the guys that's done it like the old timers we talk about, they're going to kill one and they're going to punch that tag regardless. Right. You know? Um, without the technology and things like that, you know, technology and I, and I get it. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone yep. has, uh, has all weekend and look at the freaking economy of, you know, five fifty for diesel drive yeah. around, check yeah. the cell cameras. Yeah. You know, so if you do, if you're able to use a cell camera, yeah, uh, or just regular camera, then yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Right. Nobody has the time because, well, geez, we got to work, we got bills to pay. So, but do we want to take an elk or a yeah. deer or an yeah. animal? Yep. Absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, so it's uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Um, uh, I know. know. Or, or whatever side the fence yep. you are. I mean, people can say, ah, you know, you're not not ethical hunting well you're just too old okay <laughs> so well, things are different not, i mean that things you know, are yeah, different there you go that's the thing yep. it's like you all lived in a much i mean listen i'll take living you know <laughs> i'll i'll take living early 1800s which right now than what i would right now yeah um, yeah i would rather die not knowing the shit bag hold we live in now right you know what i mean so right. as far as the economy and stuff's right concerned and the way the world is and it's just pure evil um, right so i'll take that <clears throat> right you know over now but you know so you know to argue that hey man i did it. well yeah because that's the way you had to do it you know right um we would I, I think a lot of us would would say yeah we we would love to have done it that way too you know there yeah. have been a lot more elk <laughs> pre let's make a great idea of releasing the wolves in 95, you know, yeah. let's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, right. there's a lot of variables that you can throw out there, you know, uh, yeah. that people I think don't really um, conceptualize when they open their mouth. I mean, they, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a hot topic for everything. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and I, I say, I say the technology, but you know, I have cell cameras for the very reasons that you said, uh, you know, and time is another thing. Shoot, we are such a more busy um, community now than we ever have been. You know, and and if you're good, and if we want people to, if we want hunting to continue, we got to have hunters. And if hunters are going to continue, they got to get successful. So it's a cycle. At some point, we got to understand what the cycle is, and and kind of not like I got to quit complaining <laughs> um, about losing my Ochico tags. So there's a place I've hunted since I was a kid, and I could only hunt there about, probably once every three years now because now it's a draw, and I sit here and whine about that. But at the same time, it's kind of the change of the times, right? It's like what you were just saying, exactly what you were just saying, and so we have to kind of monitor ourselves in that if we want this thing to continue and and i i think you're exactly right as, as well as you know talking about the the way technology is is you know i'm i'm always on the side of well shoot you know like let's just get rid of rangefinders that would do it mm-hmm. <laughs> well not necessarily no because I, I mean especially with you know it's it's tough i mean i mean we see a lot as you're guiding you know i mean there's there's a lot of people 
they can't judge yardage at all. Yep. yep. Um, and it's tough. And if you take a guy that's not used to, you know, big sky country, um, it's, yeah. uh, it's one of those, those things like, Hey man, well, maybe I can't judge yardage, you know, uh, in a claustrophobic deciduous timber. You right. Know? So it's, it's tough, you know? Um, so I yeah. mean, any, any benefit that you can get that arrow or that bullet in the pump station, then it, it's, uh, you know, you, I, I don't know. Um, I think people practice more, um, yeah. maybe back then. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that pick up their bow two days before season, shoot it once and call it good. Yeah. Um, there, there is a resurgent too, though, of, of people, this is becoming their lifestyle. You know, I live in a rural town. I live in a, a town of about 400 people and we're, um, the town just bought all of the acreage around it, 400 and some odd acres. So we could kind of keep the fire danger down. We almost got burnt out two years ago, but one of the things that we're doing is we're putting a 3d course in because the people of the town, there's so many bow hunters here that, um, we would use this year round. And I think there's getting to be more and more of that. And that might be part of it too is, and a lot of the guys in Oregon, especially because of the way that Oregon elk system is set up, a lot of the, um, man, and I don't want to put it in this group, but I am going to say it for elk, especially a lot of the hardcore guys that, you know, are, are involved in hunting year round. Um, are probably picking up the bows for elk because they have more opportunity. They're able to hunt more than, you know, two weeks. And, and so I think that's part of it, too, is you, you start getting these go-getters. And I see some, man, these 30, some of these 25, 30-year-olds that grew up around elk hunting, grew up around their grandfathers, you know, hunting the same stuff that used to hunt two weeks out of the year but just fell in love with it. Those guys are getting good. They are, mm-hmm. they're killing some animals. So I think we're dealing with a little bit of that too. And which is not a bad thing. I think that's a great thing, but I think it's really out there. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree with that. I, I really do. You know, it's, a uh, you, I mean, as, as traditional side of things, I, I respect like how things, you know, guys want to like, keep things traditional i love shooting traditional i love muzzle i like tapping ball muzzle loader honey you like killing um, stuff <laughs> I, yeah, with everything man, that you I, have I mean, it, it, yeah it doesn't matter to me i don't right care right give us a spear you know <laughs> right, whatever I mean, right um i'll just try not to tim wells it and lance my leg open or something right but yeah but uh yeah i mean i like i like i, I just I, yeah i like yeah well, you I, like I, to I, hunt I yeah, yep. man, it's uh, uh, no, I like killing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, I like hunting uh, about ten percent, and then killing. Uh, yeah, I'll do all my pre gaming uh, uh, beforehand. I I just do a ton of. I mean, I spend you know ninety percent of my time outdoors. You know, um, you know, so it's 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 what I do, you know, and I get things figured out and then it's, uh, you go in and take care of business, you know? Right. Um, right. I, don't get me wrong. Well, I just like moving on to the next thing. Cause like we live in a, such a target rich environment and we're able, we're able to hunt so much. I mean, you're really, you know, 
same way with Oregon too and Washington. I mean, Washington not so much. Uh, right. But I mean, their seasons are a little wacky. Um, and you know, since Oregon and California took away hound hunting and things like that, things have gotten a little different <laughs> there. Right. You know, but um, uh, for the most part, we're able to hunt all year round there's something to hunt i mean there's yeah. only like 30 days where we can only like it's only wolf or coyote you know right um but for the most part see i mean we have a long lion season we have uh bear season that's in spring and fall you know with hounds bait spot stock whatever and you know um whether you have depredation tags or, or whatever i mean it's just an area where um you know you're like oh wow <laughs> let's get this done so we can move on to this. So if you don't get it done, then you miss out. And I don't ever rely on drawing a tag. I mean, I got so many points in so many States. Um, I swear I'm just flagged. <laughs> I've just come to the conclusion. They're like, yep, he's going to kill it. So I'm not going to give him a tag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say that just to maybe make somebody mad. So they'll give me a tag. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully somebody from DNR and, and Idaho is listening. Right. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prove I'm this a, one. I'm a, yeah. I'll tell you what, go ahead. Give me that tag. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Oregon has just, you could kill two cougars in Oregon and it's open year round. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Um, You got to do it all with predator calls or, you know, spot and st- predator calls. I think it's about the only way you're going to get it done. But um, that's, that's how bad our cougar population is. I have cougars on camera just within mile of my house. So, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I got lots of them. And, well, the, how- and what about, I, are, you, are you close to, to Hermiston or? No. Uh, so or, oh. I'm in Southern Oregon and oh, I'm in the Cascades. Okay. So I'm in the Cascade mountains. Oh, um, I'm on the Western slope of the Cascades. You told, you told me that. Yeah. Okay. And and then bears, we have bears every year at, at my house, it, um, getting into the chickens and, and we, I, I don't try to use my spring bear tag on them because they get in the garbage and stuff and I don't, really don't want to eat a garbage bear. But mm-hmm. last year we had two. Every spring they come into town and just start wreaking havoc with our trash cans. And uh, so that's one of the things that, you know, ODFW has to come up and grab them. And, but uh, right around town, shoot, we, we have a bear that was shot probably a mile away from my house. That um, if she would have taken that thing in, they, they couldn't drag it out with two horses. That's how big this thing was. And we have a lot of that around here. You could shoot three bears in Oregon. A spring and two falls. It's crazy. That's how many animals we have. I got. I have more cougars and big bears on my cameras than I have big bucks. Wow. Yeah. And and for out-of-staters, it costs like 200 bucks to hunt one. It's nothing. I, so I, anybody listening to this, come to Oregon and shoot bears. And cougars. <laughs> we want them all done. We want them dead. Now, and, and then I do have wolves, too, next to us. We, I have wolves on camera in the wilderness area. There's a wilderness area that's about mm, 10 miles above me, and it goes. it's a big wilderness. That's where I, I like to elk hunt that a lot. But it's yeah. getting harder and harder in there with the wolves. Oh, wow. Well, if you consistently have 
some three-week intervals on some cats. <clears throat> I know a guy who can take care of it. And I need to chip off one of those Oregon kitties because that's, that's one state that I haven't got one in. Have you done it's, it with uh, with predator calls before? Man, I, I've, I've tried. Um, I've never shot one over that. I mean, that's why I rely on the hounds. Um, right. It's so stinking tough. You know, I've been, uh, I've been trying some things out. Um, uh, here, uh, and over in Washington, cause you, you, you got to use the same thing, you know, predator calls there and they're pretty plentiful there as well. Um, on the properties, but, uh, I, I've been trying a few techniques to see if it works. It seems to be working. Um, I've called in the past, just calling alone. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, um, if, you know, just because there's just so methodical, you know, a way they come in. Uh, at first I was trying it because, you know, usually when I'm Kyoko and I give it 15 minutes max and then I'm, I'm on to the next right. set, you know, um, these guys from, I've heard from guys that actually have been successful at it, which not too many are, you know, um, is saying that, you know, you need at least 90 minutes a set, um, because they just are so slow of coming in and, you know, making sure that everything's the way it should be. You know, and you don't know they're there anyway. Let's just face it. I mean, every time you're, you can, you have your six senses. That's why you're out there in the wilderness. Like, you know, something's around, but like, <laughs> you can't see it, you know? Um, you know, th those, those things are just so quiet. I mean, it's worse than a bear coming in on you, you know? So, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd be willing to, to give it a try. And I, and I think I'm at that point with, with the properties over in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, so we have we have a guy here in Oregon. He's up around Mount Hood, up in that area, and uh -huh. he he calls in predators quite a bit. He's killed quite a few this way. Oh, wise, nice. Yeah. yeah, and so I've been trying to pick his brain, and I think I think he's I think I'll get it figured out. But we're gonna start doing it. But he he sits an hour at least on every okay. sit. Okay. And then we have been calling bears. That's something that we started doing last year. And yeah. we, we've called in some bears. Um, it's the same thing. One of the things I like to do with calling in bears is I like to hunt. There's some areas that I like to hunt where you could see a long ways. Like Winaha is kind of one of those kind of areas. Where yeah. You, that way you could see them for a ways because it takes them forever to get to you. So if you're like in the thick brush, you're probably calling in a lot of bears and just never seeing them. They're catching you before or somehow, you're smelling you or something before you see them. So that's one of the things that we do. I, I kind of wonder if cougars are the same way. If you're, you know, and it's a rifle game. There's, it's not a trad bow game for sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna, for it to actually come in that close, man. Like, all the stars, comments, everything's got a line, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's um. It's something that, yeah, it, 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 I would think it would work. I mean, I've heard tell of guys calling in bears. I mean, I've, I've called in bears, you know, just for, just with screwing around at, you know, incidentally, you know, not, not like, not that I was meaning to, you know, I was like, oh shit, that actually worked. Yeah. Like, you know, so they're curious, you know, I mean, yeah. cats are even more curious, you know, so, uh, um, it's the same way if I've tried it with bobcats, you know, trapping bobcats. Uh, I've tried to sit, you know, a cat's a cat, you know, same way with, domestic cats i've used it on on uh on trying those type of things and on the camera and it seems to work you know so uh um 
I'd be interested. We won't share it over online. We don't want everybody knowing these secrets. I'm pretty stingy <laughs> about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot about calling bears. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, there's one that's on video that I called in, and oh, I didn't. Sweet. I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a hunter across the canyon. Oh wow! And as I was calling this thing in, I had it at about 350, and I could. I'm shooting a um, six eight western, so I could have. It would have worked. Oh, for sure. But he was coming to the call, and he was out of frame, <laughs> which you know, you know. You you know how it is when the animals are out yeah. of frame and you're trying to film them, you just don't shoot them out of frame. So I was waiting well, for him. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, usually it's like, well, you know what? That's an oopsie. I'm taking the shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was, and he was. I was up in the wilderness area. I didn't think anybody else was around, and he was walking straight to the camera. So I mean, you know, it was one of those things where you're like. Oh, you know, this is going to happen. Well, yeah. it got about a, it got into some brush about 200 yards down there. I couldn't see him to get a clear shot and that stuff. And all of a sudden I hear boom. And there was a guy across the canyon and he heard that predator call. So he knew somebody else was calling at that bear. And he started shooting at that bear from like 600, 700 yards out. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty upset. It was a big old, big, probably the biggest bear that I've ran into. Big cinnamon. Oh man! Holy God! Speaking but, of that, I got three three bear out there that I, I just <laughs> finished up tanning, so I can start getting getting on the oh nice getting on the mannequin. Uh, man, I, you know, I don't know. Hunting bear is fun. I, I like hunting bear. You know, I do too. Um, it's a uh, it's one of those things where. Um. I didn't realize how fun it was, you know, until yeah. I really like, like, yeah, you know, you like kill a couple and then you're like, you know, I mean, I grew up running hounds, um, right. You know, bear hunting, whatever is always bear. I mean, there's more bear here in Idaho than people. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that too. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just something about those guys that it's the only animal that I've ever found that, knows you're there but you're willing to take an arrow or a bullet to go eat <laughs> yeah yeah so um we 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 can't hunt them over bait here either which sucks right. uh -huh. but um we do hunt them over like the grass and the things like that in the spring when they come out so mm -hmm. it's it's a whole different style of hunting them here and it's super fun I, i've done it you, you've probably seen some on video and stuff where a lot of guys sit on clear cuts and wait for the clear cuts to green up. And that's, yeah. that's a real easy, that's a good way to do it. But we kind of, my son and I just got to where we kind of like to do it differently. There's some different ways that we like to do it. So we, uh, we, we try to, you know, find where they're using coming out of the den and they'll hit the skunk cabbage and all that kind of stuff. And it's not as probably not as consistent I got a friend that's just a little up north that sits on clear cuts, and he was responsible for 18 different bears one season. So <laughs> it, it, he got his oh. bear and then taken people in that had tags and sh showing them 18 bears they sh shot that season. That's Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how many bears we have. We have tons of bears. Now, not all, every one of those bears was a big bear, but it doesn't matter, you know. That's what he was doing. 
Yeah, so the guy that calls here, the guy that calls here in Oregon, I'll I'll tell you his name, and you can probably go check him out because he does quite a bit. His name is Ray Livingston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Ray a good bit. Do you know Ray? Yeah. (laughs) So he's just on the. Uh, you know, Instagram uh, will fool around, and he's he's always out there with these. Uh, we'll give a shout out there, to Ray, because he's always out there with these uh, big old cannon shooting things. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the old le- old lever action Ray. Yep, yeah. yeah. You know, you know Ray. Yeah. So Ray's called in several cougars with a predator you know, call. I, I've never met him. We just chatted online and stuff like that. But yeah, he looks like he's uh, he's been successful with those kitties. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Heck yeah. So I've been talking to him, too, because I, I need to get – that's one thing I really want to – just to help our deer and our elk populations. I mean, we can't do anything with the wolves, but we can do something with the bears and the and the cougars. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's so goofy with the, uh, um, with the whole wolf deal, man. It's a I, – I don't know. It, it's the same way with, with here, you know um, – Finally, they've they've smartened up and was like, hey, yeah, uh, you know, you can you can kill them by any means possible at this point, yeah. you know. So they had to. You know, <laughs> they were going well, to eat you out of house and home. Well, well, exactly, man. They're um, they're no good. They're really yeah. not. Any, anybody that thinks that they're uh, um, that bringing them back to this. Uh, magnitude was good for the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the balance out here right? <laughs> it, 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 for wilderness balance. They were wrong. I mean, right. there's no other way around it. They, they were wrong. I mean, um, they're just, it's horrible. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's bad. They've, they've decimated, uh, it was just poor management, poor, poor yep. conservation yep. management, uh, for, whether it was federal, I don't know who to, to figure of, but it was political. Whatever yep. way it was, it was political. Yeah. So, um, when you have you know, an animal that can breed six pups at a time and, and eating animals that have one at a time, uh, and, the mm-hmm. anim- and then those six pups get really good at, or eight pups or ten pups or whatever they have, get really good at hunting, um, it's just not going to work out well unless you manage that actively. You got to actively manage it. You know, we're seeing the same things like our deer herds, and I think it's coyotes mainly over in Ochocos. I don't think it's quite as many wolves. I think it's coyotes. Man, there's so many coyotes over there, and our herds are just hurting. And like I said, I you know I've waited 14 years for that antelope tag over there. And I saw one antelope, and I was one of the few people. At, my taxidermist is right there on the edge of the Ochcos, and I'm one of the few that he saw come out of the Ochcos with a with a antelope. And oh wow! Uh, I, and that was the only one. I mean, not like he was even with does. He was by himself, the only one. And <laughs> there's been times when I saw thirty or forty, um, you know, in two days up there there's, there's too many of them yeah it's the same thing we we cut we cut wolf traps uh or wolf tracks uh on a regular basis yeah you know um it's just it's just good no other way to put it yeah you know and 
some of the ground that we elk hunt here in the Cascades, and we have wolves. We had wolves just outside of town. We and everybody, you know, ODFW is trying to tell us they weren't until we got them on camera and showed them, and they're like, "Oh." But they don't even know, man. They, they don't. Those guys just—it's uh, pretty impossible for them to really. I mean, you got one guy that covers half of the Southern Cascades. He's not going to know what all the animals are out there. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and half of them don't even get out of the truck. So, right. I mean, right. if they're like here, we we have a really good guy. So our ODFW guy that's Southern, he just doesn't have enough time, and he listens to us. Um, Sometimes he'll be like, oh, come on now, guys. Is that true? We'll be like, yeah, look at this. And But he, he listens to us. He's good. And he's a, he's, he's a blacktail biologist, and he loves blacktail deer. So he's, you know, really concerned about it. But the, our hands are tied. That was another thing. We complained about predators to him. He's like, look, you could shoot three bears. <laughs> Go shoot your three bears a year. And shoot, mm-hmm. then shoot your two cougars a year, and then come back to me. And, and it's true, it's true. We as hunters need to, we need to step up and shoot those animals. Um, well, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Is like everybody wants to go shoot deer. Well, why don't you just quit shooting deer and go kill some of the problem? Yeah. I mean, their their hands is tied too. You know, I'm, I mean, I'll I'll play devil's advocate because their hands are tied too. Their because, hands are really tied in Oregon because it was voted in. Well, yeah. Whenever, whenever you have that legislative action, man. Yeah. There ain't much reversing. No, they can't do a whole lot. And the funny thing about it is, ODFW, they'll hire trappers as management tools, and they could do that. So they end up. I, I think it was over in Legrand area. They ended up trapping twenty four different cats over there, running them. Actually, running them with hounds. They weren't trapping them. They were, so they paid people to go out and run them with hounds. You need to come over here and get that job. But anyhow, they paid people to go run them with hounds, and um, they killed 24 out of one game management unit because of how much depredation they were on the mule deer. And that's out of just one. That's just ridiculous to me. If the taxpayers, Portland is our problem. If Portland, if those guys even knew about that, they'd probably try to stop that too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. crazy yeah 100 percent uh hey man (laughs) anytime you you feel like you need to get a hound guy to come over and run (laughs) some let me know (laughs) yeah Yeah, whenever you can convince them (laughs) that's a hard that's a hard job to get into boy there's people bucking at that one um our we got a local trapper down here in the southern district too and he runs hounds for trouble cats and yeah um so and and the trouble bears too and he traps them and all those, but yeah, that's a hard one. The, the guys that get those jobs are pretty happy. <laughs> They're pretty busy too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But well, yeah, that's your day going short, man. <laughs> <laughs> we've been on here for about an hour, so I I'm probably going to cut yeah. us. But there's one more question I have to ask, and I ask everybody um, that I have on the podcast. And w- that question is, w- and it's such a cliche question, but it's it's something that I want to know, is what is your favorite animal to hunt? I don't know. I, I really don't have a favorite, man. Um, it's a, uh, I, I, I can answer it. I mean, I've, I've taken everything I can possibly take 
with the compound, with the rifle, with the trad. Uh, besides, um, you know, I haven't been able to, to draw uh, for bighorn sheep. You know, yeah. um, that's <laughs> that's what I want to hunt. You know, yeah. I've been on several hunts, you know, with them. Um, you know, I, I want to take that. But uh, and if my, but I can tell you what my my ultimate dream hunt uh, one of these days, I'll make it a reality whenever whenever the things are right is uh, I want to want to step up and take that kodiak with my kodiak so um <laughs> that's 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 the the grand uh, the grand finale for me so uh um that's the that's the one you know so i think that's the one i'm really gonna be focusing on you know right uh here in the next couple of years when i finish up a couple of things um that's what i that's what i want to really focus on yeah. but um but for here, I, I mean, I really don't don't have a favorite. I mean, I <clears throat> I tell you what, my favorite animal to eat is. <laughs> what, what's that? Axis. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, I've heard that. It's, yeah, it's it's better than any elk steak. It's better than any bison. Uh, it, it's it's uh, for me, and I think so. Um, it's the best venison that's out there, um, and they're super fun to hunt um i love hunting those things so uh they're all up there and i mean it's i would almost have to go through and <clears throat> really scale them out to really figure out which like yeah. oh yeah that one is my right the one i really love to hunt um you know how many times uh, i ask this question and how many answers i get that are just like yours <laughs> <laughs> hunters love to hunt yeah yeah i mean i just uh just don't have a favorite you know yeah. each one of them has a has their own special place you know and and each one of them i, I get to ask that too it's like you know people say would you rather hunt whitetail or what's more difficult to hunt whitetail or mule deer you know and i said well that's that's as, about as uh difficult to ask yeah what's better to hunt out of a tree stand or spot right. stock you know so it's apples um, to oranges yeah i mean it's uh uh, it's really tough, you know. Um, they're, they're all fun. Yeah. They're all equally fun um, in their own way. Yeah. So, going back to that Kodiak, um, I've hunted Kodiak bears, and I've I've had I had a tag in my pocket for like three years straight, and I never Kodiak bear was something that I never really cared that much about, <laughs> which is kind of weird. And the reason, yeah. yeah, the reason is because when I got into Kodiak, I was in the Coast Guard. And I went and I went to the E Club the first night that I was in Kodiak, and the the club, the guy, the chief that was running the club back in the day in Vietnam, they pulled a bunch of chiefs in from the Philippines, and uh, you know cooks, and he was he was, and he had a Kodiak bear head cooking in the oven, and it was the nastiest thing that I ever saw in my life. And from then on, I was like, I don't want to shoot one of them. Unless I have to, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I could, I could have hunted the that bear, and I, I mean, there's several. I could have shot quite a few Kodiaks, but um, I could have hunted. This is the thing that just irks me to this day, is I could have killed a Kodiak bear as a resident, um, for like twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, and I never did. Yeah. And I look back. Another thing was doll sheep. We we were. 
we went across the bay. So you could kill uh, one deer on the road system in Kodiak, and then you you get four more off the road system. And mm-hmm. so it and the season's over like in December sometime, late December, after Christmas, just right after Christmas. Maybe it's the first of the year. I don't remember. But um, the the people that I stayed with, the people that I lived with, they subsisted on all this stuff. So I killed my one deer on the road system, and uh, we needed to go get food for him for the next year. And we went all the way across um, the in in those 14 foot zodiacs to where we could hunt off the road system to go kill the rest of the deer and we were out there and we had shot i mean we had deer just piled up on the beach and (laughs) and i was and i was sitting on the beach and looking up in the mountains and i had a sheep tag in my pocket a sheep tag in my pocket and the guys were like just go up there and kill one I mean, it's not just go up there and kill one. It's up on the mountain, right? We were looking at them with spotting scopes, and it would have been, uh, you know, it, it was it would have been a haul to do it. But yeah, who in the world just goes, ah, no, I'm going to sit down here and just kind of BS with the guys rather than go kill a doll sheep. I, that's the one thing in my life. That's one of my regrets because I'll never get that chance again. To hunt doll sheep in Alaska, you got to hire a guide, you know. <laughs> So. Well, you got, yeah, and everything's sustained. I mean, you're looking at, you know, fourteen, fifteen thousand. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, at the very low, minimum. Low yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, I, I've looked at a few things like that. And anybody that's doing that, somebody's, I mean, I have a lot of guys that want to come out and hunt and they take out loans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm not taking out a loan to shoot a $60,000 desert sheep in Texas or in uh, uh, Mexico. Right. Or, you know, I, no, man. I'm, uh, no <laughs> you know and then they like well i shot it i mean to each their own Let's just right say right right they shoot it at 500 yards you know with a rifle now nah, i'm sticking that thing with my trad bow yeah that's yeah. what i'm gonna do you know <laughs> so i'm gonna if i'm gonna get a chance to hunt it <clears throat> um I, i'm gonna hunt that animal with <laughs> a deserving weapon <laughs> that's the way i right. look at it you know so yeah i'm hunt- i'm gonna hunt it I'm going to get my tag this year. I say that every year. I've, I, I've been saying that for 20 years. but <laughs> <laughs> I say it too. <laughs> 19 years and uh, I'm still trying to. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is too, I, I don't know if it's the same in Idaho, but it seems like it here. I know like three people that have drawn those tags. And the first, the one guy that drew it wasn't, he, he hadn't hunted for a long time. And I told him, man, you should just start hunting again. And he put in and drew that tag the next year. And he's a guide on the Deschutes River. And so he knows. He knows where the deer or where the uh, sheep are. And he went up and killed a really nice one. Good on him. But I was just thinking, man, that's not fair. I've been putting in for <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's just the way the draws are, you know, on those sheep. Anyhow, yep, we've been on here for an hour and 30 minutes and. I think Heck we'll, yeah, like- uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll get off here and let you get back to work. I know you've been busy. Thanks for coming Heck on yeah, though. Man. Hey, I appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. Well, it's always good that you fat man. And, and, uh, you know, you ne- just never know. Maybe somebody's out there listening yep. and agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we fixed a lot of the world's problems today. I guess that's the big deal. Well, that's, we're, we're in a, uh, 
we're we're in a step in the right direction. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, take care and good luck with your you draws bet. this year, and hopefully you'll you'll get that uh, bighorn draw and and go from there. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Nate. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us for another installment of the Barebow Hunter podcast. Remember, we couldn't even be talking about this stuff if it wasn't for our public land. So go and support the people that are protecting it, backcountry hunters and anglers and TRCP. Also, if you'd like to see more of Barebow Hunters, go to our Facebook group, go to our Instagram at Barebow Hunters, like us, and hashtag all of your photos with your Barebow goodness in them, Barebow Hunter. We have a website as well. You can go over there, check out the rest of the podcast. We have videos, we have t-shirts and hats. Thanks again. Until then, shoot straight.